Chumbawamba Anthology Podcast. On this podcast, we are digging song by song, album by album, Whoa! through the discography of one of the most overlooked bands of all time. And that band, you guessed it, it's Chumbawamba. It, it, I, I imagined you like as a um, as a politician, like slamming your fist on <laughs> yeah. the podium there. Brick oh shit, brick. I already said a word. I already yeah. said two words with P's of them. Yeah, you're going to jail. Um, I, <laughs> Today we're bringing you a constant free episode where we're looking at uh, the Standing Still, just track thirteen off of Chumbawamba's ninth studio album with Seagawig. Yeah, and uh, it's also episode one hundred of 100. the regular show. We it's did it. Also, the first episode I'm recording in Philadelphia. Oh, it's but also... we're not. But we're not recording in the same place. No, that would have no. been too easy. <laughs> It's, it'll be very funny if we, like, live, like, what, like, a mile and a half from each other, but yeah. just keep not recording in the same yeah. spot. Which is realistically <laughs> what we'll probably do, because it's, oh, for very, sure. it's very easy to not have to move when I have it set up right here. I feel like I feel like we will eventually, now that we live in the same city, we may eventually do, like, an in-person yeah. uh, thing. But, like, I feel like that'll be more of a special occasion. Like, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we did yeah. this? Like, now rather that, than what we do every week. Hear me out. Now that we both both have like real 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 ish people jobs mm-hmm. let's rent a podcast studio oh let's, boy. Let's, <laughs> let's get like a fucking physical location and pay out the ass to co sit there together for like an hour every week yeah yeah i'm into it let's do it why not funny. <laughs> it would see... be even funnier if we found a place in new york to do it <laughs> yeah we, we both <laughs> Get on the bus to New York City to record at our fancy schmancy podcast studio. We need to get an intern. That's yeah. That's our next step, I think. Does anybody want to be our intern? Email yeah. us at chumbologypod at gmail.com. Yeah, send, send your resume to chumbologypod at gmail.com with the, uh, the fucking subject line, uh, chumbology intern. And uh, we'll have our other intern take a look at it. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have Nas uh, give it a give it a look over. Yeah, my cat, our current intern. Not to be not to be weird, but uh, he's not doing such a great job. He's not very good at typing, yeah. so well, he can't. Yeah, he can't read, so and he can't understand English, so he won't hear that we're saying mean things about him. But yeah, uh, yeah, he will be conducting the at least the first round of your interview. Uh, there yeah. Will, there will probably be at least four rounds of your interview. Uh, yeah, because like, if you want to work for us, you have to really be desperate. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I hate going to fucking interviews. It's Aren't like they so the fucking bad. worst? It's I'd so like, bad. I'd rather just like go to work than ever yeah. have to do an interview again. I understand the process of like meeting somebody one time to like be like you, you know okay you're not like an asshole or you're not yeah. like you're not you you are the person you're claiming to be, but like some jobs that have you just come to the office like four times three times and then you do like a written exam and then you do like a phone interview and then you do like 
like a working interview and it's like can you just fucking either hire me or not or yeah. at least pay me for all the hours i'm investing in coming to your fucking office like i had a job asked me to do an iq test that was the strangest thing that i've ever fucking seen that's wild i feel like it's I, also like illegal or at least yeah. immoral like being like hey can we do like some fucking like phrenology on your brain like, yeah right <laughs> I had um I had to take the uh, Myers Briggs test once for a job interview, <laughs> and by I had will... to I mean they asked me to and I said no and d- just ghosted them. <laughs> I want a job to ask me like what my fucking like rising sign is, and then be like, <laughs> uh, we really don't get along well with Libras. Ah, like, uh, sorry. <laughs> I feel like that was actually a thing that it wasn't like a formal part of the interview, but I think uh, when Cher got hired, they did ask them uh, like what their star sign was, and was like, "You'll get along here well." Like we have a lot of Leos. That's so funny. <laughs> but you know, Cher works at a well. I won't. Yeah. I won't dox. <laughs> yeah, them we, we won't dox Cher on the podcast. The location at which they work seems like that type of place. <laughs> it is. It is very hippy, hippy dippy. <laughs> they they put out like their like COVID protocols and not yeah. a single one of them had anything to do with wearing masks or oh getting my vaccinated. God. Oh no! It was all like good advice. It was like you should try and get some fresh air. You should stay in shape. You should be taking your vitamins. It's like yeah, but like you should also you know probably wear a mask and probably get vaccinated. But I don't see that listed anywhere here. That's I'm choosing, fucking nuts. I'm choosing to believe that the those are both things that they assume you're already doing. Yeah, and these yeah. are like the extra things you can do. But at yeah. the same time, I read through it. I was like, "Huh, a lot of a lot of real crunchy stuff here, and not a lot of things backed by science." Mm, I, I, it would be really disappointing to learn that that place was a um, was that kind of hippy dippy instead I, of the fun kind. <laughs> I don't think it is. I, I believe most of the people there, if not all, are, are fully vaccinated. Okay. All but, right. All right. The fact that like they published like these like outlines on what to do and nowhere was it just like yeah just get vaccinated and like wear a mask and wash your hands it was yeah. like have you gotten enough sun today like, <laughs> how's your and this, sink intake this like, is the perfect segue into um, my announcement that we are officially releasing the chumbology uh, guidelines for preventing the spread of COVID nineteen <laughs> that is true we're also putting out a, we're putting out a brain powder yeah it's called uh, chum chumbagoo. Chumbagoo. Uh, mm, love it. You can order it from our website, promo code Chumba, uh, for $15 off your first purchase. Um, Mix it into a cup of tea and yeah. just go to town. I basically just took all the vitamins in my bathroom and mixed them all in a in like a food processor. and pattern. Yeah, yeah. So if yep. you want to get uh, strong and smart and good at podcasting like me, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it would be very funny. Like, I know, like, there's, like, like fucking, like, Alex Jones has his, like, masculine pills or whatever. It'd yeah. be funny if we put out one that was, like, it won't make you any stronger. It won't make you any smarter. It will kind of make you gay and make you pretty good at podcasting. <laughs> like, that's, that's yeah, all we yeah. can bring to the table. Yeah. It gives you gender dysphoria. You. <laughs> that's a side effect, yeah, unfortunately. That's a side effect. You get gender dysphoria. <laughs> does make you hot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you before get... I started taking Chumbagoo, I didn't even know how yeah. to talk. I was mute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should give Chumbagoo to your cat. See if we can bypass this whole. Flash forward to three yeah. weeks from now, my 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 cat is dead from like acute drug toxicity <laughs> or something. Uh, and yeah. and he went out. He lived. He died as he lived. He went down swinging. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to give him a sedative today to um take him on the train from new york to down here what was it some oxys and 
Yeah, yeah, I gave my cat some fucking opsies. No, it's actually, the the vet was just straight up like, yeah, you could bring him in and we could do blood work and you, we, you could get him like a specific sedative for this if you want. Or you could just give him half a Benadryl in his food. <laughs> okay. And I was like, oh, wait, are you sure? If I could just give him a Benadryl, then I'll just do that. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, people do it all the time and it's fine. Okay. But I, I, I... I crushed up a Benadryl into his food this morning, and he refused to eat it. <laughs> yeah, he, like, straight lo- edge. Yeah, he looked straight, at it. <laughs> straight fucking edge. That that video is my cat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looked at his food after taking, like, a small taste and then looked up at me and, like, and like groaned. He was like, <laughs> And I was like, how the fuck do you know what's going on enough to, like, be mad at me about this? Yeah. You should have gotten him some fucking, like, cat CBD. Oh, speaking of fucking uh, fucking snake oil products. Yeah. <laughs> ah, well, oh, speaking of... Uh... <laughs> Coming soon is our new line of chumba goo for cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should open up a pet CBD shop. That's like... Like, it's like, it's, it's far enough away from any sort of, like, actual medicine that no one cares what you do. Like, CBD yeah. is already kind of a snake oil, and anything you give your pets is also basically just, like, either snake oil or, like, the scraps of off, like, a factory floor. So, like, you yeah. can really get away with anything. Yeah, yeah, and there's really no regulation for pet no. products, I don't think, so... No. There's no, we, there's no feline FDA. That's so. why Rachel Ray had to go into the pet food industry. She got right, kicked out right. of making people food and now has like a line <laughs> of gourmet cat food. They took away her people food license. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> all right, we're, we're back at it. <laughs> we, we, by back at it, I mean, last episode, I feel like we were pretty on track. And this time we've, we've already pitched to you our, our three million dollar business idea yeah. so if you want to invest you can go to chimbology.rocks uh backslash uh bitcoin and, and send us <laughs> wait backslash not forward yeah. slash no backslash <laughs> that's how we're, you know it's the real shit we're using we're using web3 now this oh. is our entire our site is built on the ethereum network <laughs> coincidentally we're also developing a web browser but we'll yeah. tell you more about that another time um yeah. i guess low, we should <laughs> please you please. too can get minted to the blockchain to the chumba chum blockchain <laughs> chum chum blockchain yeah uh. <laughs> fuck all right what would all you right. do all right yes. last last off topic yeah. thing before yeah. we get into please. the the beautiful track of the standing still please um what would you what are like? What do you think the chances are that Chumbawamba puts out an NFT? I th- I don't think that would happen. I have thought about this. I have <laughs> thought about like you know I've seen enough like people that I wouldn't expect to be in yeah. the NFT game like in it. But like I don't know, man. I think I would be very very surprised <laughs> if any member of Chumbawamba got into the NFT game. Okay, that's but, I mean that's what I thought. But like Search Tankin got in the NFT game. Well, that's that's someone I would have yeah. bet against. Yeah. System of a Down is radical in some ways, but also, like, pretty capitalist in other ways. I mean, their drummer's, like, a Trump guy. Yeah, their drummer is a Trump guy. Like, so, Which is the most know. radical thing you can be in 2022. <laughs> we're, we're a post-left podcast now. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't, don't even. We're but, an accelerationist okay, it, podcast. If, <laughs> that is if, true. If Chumbawamba did do an NFT, what would it be? Do you think it would be, like the birth certificate of the chumbawamba baby i was gonna say i think you could like you could buy the chumbawamba baby well is that even an nft at that point or is it just like buying 
well, a it's baby. Like, you you don't own the baby. You own the idea of the baby. I mean, but but doesn't the idea of the Chumbawamba baby belong to all of us? I mean, I'd like to think so, yes, but hold on. I'm going to search for Chumbawamba on OpenSea and see if anyone oh, no. has... No collection results. Thank God. So should we make a Chumbawamba NFT and try to try to scam some, Wait, some NFT on. bro out of a... Oh, fuck me. Someone is already doing that. Hold on. Wait, really? You could you could own Crypto Song uh, 119, Chumbawamba Tub Thumping. This is definitely like some sort of illegal. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like piracy, which is, I like I mean, piracy, but... <laughs> it is like a visual interpretation of the song. It okay. Looks like. It's like, it looks like the waveform of the song, but with different size circles. It looks real fucking ugly. Yeah, but, um, well... I I don't think I've seen any NFT art that isn't fucking ugly. So that's true. It did. Someone did buy it on July 11th of this year on 7-Eleven. Someone bought the fucking Chumbawamba Tough Thumping NFT. Jesus Christ! I want an NFT of an obscure Chumbawamba track. Yeah, what's... like the Standing Still. Yeah, like the Standing Still, <laughs> which we should talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk yeah. about it. It's episode 100, baby. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Uh -oh. Oh, okay. No, sorry. I'm looking at Chumbawamba NFTs. There, <laughs> there there others? There are others, but it appears to just be, like, things named Chumbawamba. Okay. I don't know if they really have anything to do with Chumbawamba other than the Crypto Songs one, but there, there are two different cats made by Crypto Kitties that both have the name Chumbawamba. Interesting. And a horse. There's a horse Chumbawamba. A horse named Chumbawamba. A horse named Chumbawamba. Mm -hmm. I love that song. Chumbawamba is a good horse name, if we're being honest. Yeah. Like, that's if, something that... Okay, Teddy, like, hear if... me out. Hear me out. I was going to pitch to you that we should, instead of getting into, like, the scam wellness industry or NFTs, we should just buy a horse. I'm into that. There's a, there's a horse <laughs> track, like, right outside of Philly that I'm trying yeah. to go to. Yeah, we should... What? But what would we name it? We can't just name it Chumbawamba. It has to be, like... Chumbawamba's Pride or something. The Chumbawamba Baby. Yeah, that's the name of the horse. You're right. How could, I'm, I'm overthinking it. The name of the horse it. is just the Chumbawamba let's, Baby. Let's get into dog racing or dog fighting. I'm open <laughs> to either. Name mm, Derek, I don't know about that second one. <laughs> name of Derek Dog. <laughs> this is my prize pit bull, Derek Dog. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, so this And here's small. mine, Jesus H. Christ. Yeah, there Jesus we go. That's the, that's, that's the bit. That's the bit. That's the segue. So we're going to be looking at the liner notes here that yes. were once again provided to us by our wonderful friend Nim. Um, and I have managed to click out of them like six times in between starting this bit and now. <laughs> um, but um, I'll, I'm going to start us off with the Notting Hill new labor clicks smug in their rose tinted glass frosted verandas, writing self-obsessed columns for the Sunday supplements and wishing they'd authored Bridget Jones's diary. A toast to democracy, the best system money can buy. Here we go again. Same poison in a different colored bottle. Beeston Hill is in Leeds. Being just a close mile south of the newly gentrified city center, it can only look on as the retail center of Leeds is showered with desirable flats and loft conversion. Harvey Nichols coffee shops and trendy wine bars. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I mean, yeah. like, that's specifically about neighborhoods in uh 
Leeds and London, but like, isn't that just the story of fucking everything? Yeah. Every city. Yeah. <laughs> Which sucks. Sucks it's, ass. It really sucks watching places get gentrified. Partially, I mean, mostly because it sucks watching like people who have lived here their entire lives get forced out to yeah. be replaced by like yuppies. And also because yuppies have like the worst fucking culture. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because it's all hollow and like yeah. nonsensical. Like, just like Edison light bulbs and like bare fucking design. Minimalist ugh. design is a fucking plague. Like Yeah. Every every single one of these new houses that looks like it was made out of Legos and has like open I hate it. open room floor plans makes me want to fucking blow my brains out. Yeah, I hate them. Yeah. I I I uh just like the fucking like that one font they use for the address plaques. Ugh. Oh, it's uh, awful. You you know which font I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to Google search this gentrifier <laughs> font. There's there's and, that meme that is like, if you see this font in your neighborhood, you know your rent's about to go up. Like. Yeah. Uh, gentrification font applies to any stylish sans serif that decorates houses and real estate developments. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> A, um an article from vice called a deep dive into the gentrification font thanks vice <laughs> thanks I, vice. I will never forgive vice for what they did to death by audio yeah so, me neither fuck you vice anyway yeah. anyway um let's let's talk about the lyrics of this track yeah there's there's not a whole lot the song's only uh a minute and a half long yeah um and it, it's got a very very like airy etherworldly feel to it yeah right? Uh, yeah. My favorite line in here is uh, they they say days of wine and roses and smug suburban swine. Yeah, and smug suburban swine is such a good insult. It feels like something like uh, a communist in like the nineteen eighties would say. Yeah, you um, smug suburban swine. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I love and it. It it does make reference to the the Notting Hill that they reference in the line yes. notes as well, which yeah. once again. We're not from Europe. None of this really means anything to me. But for, for those of you that yeah. are in Britain, you're probably like, oh, yeah, that Notting Hill, that, that means something. That's Yeah. That's... <laughs> well, I Googled it. <laughs> Perfect. Not, Notting Hill is a trendy historic neighborhood Ooh. of London. Uh, and it was historically, well, for a long, a long section of the 20th century, was mostly populated by like uh, Caribbean immigrants and okay. who were slowly displaced by gentrification, and now Classic. it's like a bougie like quote unquote art arts center. Like, but it's mostly just like bougie yuppie shopping shit and you know like Wonderful. parks and other shit like that. So it's just like one of those bastions that the, that big cities tend to have for just terrible liberal politics and um you know the types of liberals who will who will have like the Obama Biden stickers on their Priuses and then call the cops <laughs> when they see a black person walking down the street. Yep. All, all moving into a gentrified building and then putting, Oh my God, there's a fucking, there's like a new development, maybe yeah. like five or six blocks from where I live that someone has a black lives matter and a, uh, Elizabeth Warren poster yeah. in their window. And I think uh, that's just like absolute peak liberalism is just, it like, really is. Yeah. yeah. I know that I live in a house that definitely like displaced people and made your rent go up, but, uh, vote for Warren. It's <laughs> 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 like a candidate who dropped out like six years ago at this point. Right. Right. <laughs> <sighs> I wonder what those like in this house, we believe science is real. That, 
all, love is love is love, uh, that no person is illegal, you know, those signs that um, a lot of liberals love to put on, like, the in, like, the barred-off windows of their <laughs> gentrifier condo. What is, the like, the British version of that? Is that a thing over there? I don't know. Uh, it probably is. Yeah. And it probably has something to do with new labor, which is mm. uh, something that Chumbawamba makes reference to in the liner notes and seems to be the overarching, uh, not theme, but, like, the, uh, the the villain of this song is the New Labor Party, which, yeah. uh, from, from the little bit of research I did into it, which I hate having to read about british politics that was that's like the worst part about doing this show is like having to pretend i know who fucking like tony blair is if i had known how fucking arcane and weird british politics were before starting this podcast (laughs) i never would have started this fucking podcast (laughs) we could have done could have done a podcast about like an american band and then at least vaguely know what we're talking about yeah right but um but no so so new labor was like a period in uh like the British uh, Labor Party's history uh, between like the late 90s and early 2010s that seems to kind of be like the British version of uh, like the democratic socialist movement, which I'm sure is an oversimplification both on the New Labor's end and on the democratic socialists. Uh, yeah. end. But it, it was kind of that uh, capitalism isn't bad. Crony capitalism is bad. We can yeah. fix things with free market socialism. Like we don't need equal rights, we need equal opportunity, and like a bunch of like oh, d- like God. like the most gut wrenching liberal fucking slogans possible, and yeah. Chumbawamba making this song feel like it's like this like ethereal like fairy tale, and and yeah. singing about once upon a time, um, seems to be like pointing out that the idea of like uh, electoralist change, especially mm-hmm. from a like at this point, like democratic socialism is like a yeah. centrist view. I don't, I don't care what anyone likes to lie to themselves about. Like to pretend that that is any way moving forward is a fucking fairy tale. Yeah. And, well, it, it's so frustrating because like movements like that so often take things that on the surface it sounds like you can agree with. Yeah. And just like co-opt them into being like, but we're gonna do it in a way that upholds capitalism, all right? And it's like so easy to fall for. Like if you're a person who has like like good like social values, like right, like if you are anti racist and like pro LGBTQ and all of that, like like it's so easy, especially if you're young, to fall for the dog and pony show that like a like a democratic socialist like politician can can present to you. Because it's like, it's it, like, I know when I was like 19, 20 years old, I fell into it a little bit. Like, and it, it's, it's just like so promising and it makes you feel good. Cause it's like, oh, cool. I can do something about the problems in the world instead of just being like, wow, the systems that are, that are like destroying us are so overwhelming and far reaching that like I as an individual have very little power over them. It's like, it, it's a really attractive yeah. myth, right? There's it's really to it. nice to believe that your vote matters, yeah. but like, <laughs> uh, I don't well, know. If, if it's all, the same reason why we all I just have... send five dollars yeah, to Bernie yeah. Sanders, he'll get the biggest donation day in history. Yeah, and that'll yeah. mean something. Yeah, it's the same reason why I get so mad at those like uh, in this house we believe blah 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 like signs. It's because it's like I. I agree with everything that's on that sign. I, I do believe, believe in, in men. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. Oh, I believe in 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 uh in magic. The only yeah. science I believe in is Poseidonism, but that's yeah. um. The only science I believe in is the uh, material science of uh, Marxism. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but 
know, it's like I do believe uh, in 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 the human rights espoused on these signs, right? I do believe in the the phrase "Black Lives Matter," but it has become so watered down like all these things have become so watered down from what they the like progressive like radical things that they once were and that's what's so frustrating because it's just like by the time these like genuinely good social things reach like a wider audience it's just such a watered down like liberal version of it that it's like well that's not really what anybody meant at this point you know yeah we saw it with um when defund the police became uh or, or no abolish the police became defund the police and then people were being like well defund the police doesn't mean getting rid of police departments entirely yeah. it <laughs> you means know real allocating funds to different social services like, and cool. giving police officers better uh, crisis intervention training yeah <laughs> <laughs> If I'm ever in a mental health crisis and some and I see a cop pull up, I'm fucking shooting myself in the head the moment <laughs> they get there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, let's talk about the music in this song. Speaking yeah. of fairy tales, <laughs> it feels like a musical. It does. It feels, it feels like this is like a bit taken out of like sound of yeah. music or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and it's funny because I know we've talked about the Chumbawamba musical before. Yeah. Like, like that we would want a Chumbawamba musical. I want a Chumbawamba jukebox musical. But I'm starting to think, like, maybe what I want is a musical written by Chumbawamba. Like, I mean, isn't that already a thing? Like, there? well, th- they contributed the music to, um, to something. I remember that. They, like, provided, like, the score to a play. But th- what I'm pitching is that Chumbawamba gets their own The Who's Tommy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or or in in late two thousand nine, Chumbawamba toured northern northern England in their self penned pantomime, a comedy musical entitled "Riot Rebellion and Bloody Insurrection" with the Red Ladder Theater Company. That's right. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. So I think Chumbawamba does have ties to the musical world. Which oh, does absolutely. Make sense. They do have big musical theater nerd energy, yeah. and I mean and, that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, and and um, we've talked about before how I believe at least one of them uh, oh, became yeah. a playwright after. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I just really what I'm what I'm saying is I'm yearning for a world in which more Chumbawamba music exists. But <laughs> which is fair. We all are. I mean, maybe not all of us, but yeah. I, if, you're I, li- if you're listening to this podcast, I would like to believe that you are yearning for more Chumbawamba music, uh, at least uh, as like a uh, an aid to Natalie and I. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like even even if you don't personally want it, you're like, yeah, it'd be nice if Natalie and and Teddy got that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's the hundredth episode of Chumbology. Maybe we yeah. should maybe we should use that as a flex to be like yo alice yo boff you follow us on twitter make a new song for yeah, us <laughs> we did get a very nice uh, shout out from alice uh, oh that's during, great during our hiatus i don't know if we ever addressed that we not did the not. hiatus but we did we, we did get a very nice uh, shout out and yeah, a lot alice, of new twitter uh, followers so if you yeah. do it because of that thanks bye yeah thanks, thanks thanks friends and if you're yeah. here because we got tagged in another tweet by eve 6 yeah fucking tweet the guy from eve six yeah. to tell him to come on the goddamn show yeah. eve six come on the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i g- talking about the music some more i really love i think it's like a clarinet in the intro it just sounds so fucking funny 
knowing that it's a Chumbawamba song because it's got like this classic like like golden age of musicals vibe to it where it's yeah. just like this really pretty like melody played like all whimsically on on a clarinet and it's just so funny like it really just shows off Chumbawamba's like songwriting prowess that they're they able to just yeah. pull pull out this beautiful sounding musical yes. song out of their ass as like a yeah. bit on this album well, where it's yeah like we, we've talked about the fact that this album is supposed to be like like someone like like not so much scrolling through channels because that was the other bit but it, it's like a like a, a a hodgepodge of different genres yeah. that kind of flow into each other via these sound samples and for the to just like out of nowhere just be like here's this beautiful ass like sound and music yeah. fucking thing it's like god damn this was like a not like a throwaway track but like this was like a bit like you yeah uh, makes me jealous i wish i could write music this yeah <laughs> well it's really funny because it's like it shows off how like well versed in different styles of music the members of Wumba must have been to be able to like replicate different yeah. styles like this and it's also like i feel like when when people including us talk about Wumba, there's different eras of the band right there's the there's the early punk era then there's like the dance pop era and then there's the folk era. But what we're in right now with this album, and to some extent, the next two, it's like somewhere in between all of those things, right? Like like some of it, especially on this album in particular, some of it is punky, some of it is very clearly still like in the dance pop thing. And then there's like other stuff that just like doesn't fit at all, like this song. Yeah. Like like this is just straight up like I can imagine a Disney princess prancing through the forest, like yeah. surrounded by her <laughs> animal friends. If this had different lyrics, you know, we like, need a Disney princess who listens to Chumbawamba. I want an anarchist <laughs> Disney princess. Make yeah. it happen, Disney. <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. It's so funny. Like. And this track is a really good example of that, I think, of just how they can be all over the map while still making something that is very them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It does still sound like a Chumbawamba track. Yeah. They really managed to do a very good job of conveying their own personality, even when they are taking on the, uh, the costume of different genres. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, the reason for that is that you say it sounds like a Chumbawamba track, and I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. And really what that means is that it just has interesting instrumentation and, like, yeah. very, like, smart lyrics, you yeah. know? So, like, when they've made that kind of, like, thing, like, their their calling card, they can really do whatever the hell they want in yeah. every song. And, and I, I mean, think we're seeing do. that. <laughs> yeah, and we're seeing that a lot on this album. Like, I can't wait for the, for the album, like, wrap-up episode for this one because... I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about in terms of, like, just trying to summarize the experience of listening to this album from start to finish and all of the different territory it uh, yeah. it covers. <laughs> also because we took, like, two different hiatuses during the recording of this album, so it's yeah. stretching back, like, a year. Like, when we started this album, it was in, like, fucking, like, June. Like <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> and we've still got, what, like, another, like, six songs? Yeah, we still have a lot to go. <laughs> Which is funny because it's the Chumbawamba album with the most tracks, or at least that we, of the ones we've done so far. But it's also one of the shorter ones. Yeah. We have nine more tracks to do. Oh my fucking album. god! We won't finish this album, assuming we don't. Nothing else gets in the way of us. Uh, we won't be finished with this album until like April. Uh. Yeah. I'm having a good time. Happy to be here. (laughs) 
All right. Shall we bring it down to Chumbawamba versus the people now? Absolutely. Let's, Let's head do it. on over. So we do only have one upload of this song. <laughs> yeah. Where we do only have one comment from friend of the show Aaron L, who says the fact that this fits as a Chumbawamba song. Could, but could also, minus the intro, fit seamlessly into like six-sevenths of all Disney movies is unsettling to me. And A, I appreciate the fact that this was one year ago. Jesus. And B, I appreciate the fact that Aaron went with the uh, fraction of six-sevenths. That's a very <laughs> <Yeah>. specific uh, <laughs> amount of Disney movies that you think this fits into. Yeah. Um, this is also uh, uploaded by a Polish friend of the show, Nitiri. Um, mm, who has mm-hmm. uploaded other Chumbawamba tracks for us in the past, most notably, um, I believe, the Homophobia music video. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. The, like, alternate version yeah. of it. So, shouts yeah. out. Thanks for thanks for doing the, the good work before uh, music industry companies decided to just mass upload their discographies yeah. onto YouTube via those weird uh, topic Chumbawamba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, like finding like they basically aped the style of uploads like this right where it's just like someone decided to upload the song with just the album art and no video so yeah there was some post that was like you know a track is going to be good when the only upload of it isn't by like whatever it's by someone with like an all capital letter name from like 11 years ago yeah (laughs) i was listening to i think it was like the the gucci main uh v nasty split album and like most of those tracks i'm assuming they're they're somewhere uploaded officially but they're all uploaded by someone whose name is like the rap god 5000 and it's yeah. like a 240p photo of like the album art and it's like Hell yeah. yeah this is the way that music was supposed to be listened to on youtube agreed anything more than that is just shitty capitalist intervention yeah. <laughs> All right, so I do have... Yeah, you fell down a fucking rabbit hole. (laughs) I did fall down a fucking rabbit hole, which I guess really set the tone for this episode a little bit. Um, So I I wanted to just see if there was a long shot, if there was anything on YouTube that I could find under um, the name The Standing Still that Teddy didn't find. And I didn't find anything under that, but I did find a, a sitcom called Still Standing... Which is, which aired on CBS from September 2002 to March of 2006. Never heard of this show. No. It's about a working class couple living in Chicago. Okay. And it's just like the most like um, generic, bland concept for a sitcom. But I'm so I'm really like obsessed with the idea of this show because it just I don't just, know who any of these people. Are. I don't know who a single one of these actors are. I don't know who the creators are. The only thing I know in this entire like Wikipedia page is CBS. Like <laughs> I know I know Sally Struthers. So okay. the main character's mother is uh, Babette in Ah uh, yes uh, Gilmore Girls. Yes 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 yes, <laughs> and she was also um. Wasn't she on Three's oh, Company? No, she was uh, Gloria and All in the Family. That's Ashley right. Tisdale was in this show? Wait, Ashley Tisdale was in yeah, the Oh, my God. <laughs> Brian, whoever the fuck Brian is, Brian's girlfriend. That's fucking funny. I always love finding these, like, shitty old sitcoms and, like, seeing who was a guest star in one episode. Because there's usually yeah. someone wild. Um, there were lesbian neighbors in this show. That's pretty woke wow. for 2002. 
That is pretty woke. Good for you, still yeah. standing American <laughs> TV series. There's also apparently still standing a Canadian TV series, but it does not seem to be a thing of like, it doesn't seem to be a thing of like, oh, the American series is based on the, the Canadian one. It's just a coincidence that yeah, they have a, the same just name. a very bland name. Yeah. So, uh, Entertainment Weekly reviewed this show and gave it a D grade, calling it, quote, an apathetic show that does zip to freshen the fatty gets a family formula. <laughs> what the fuck? That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I love that formula for, for sitcoms, yeah. right? King, Just King like Queens, <laughs> Family Guy, The yeah. Simpsons, you know? Yeah. Can't go wrong with a fat guy. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, to, uh, shout out to my big boys out there. Just, you know? just a, just a large dad. Yeah, who's just trying to do right by his kids. You know, that's the ideal dad shape. Is big. Yeah, I you have agree. a tiny dad. Like, how's he gonna fit all those fucking those yeah. those beers in that belly? Other other classic large family dads like Tony Soprano. You know, it's a great it's a great archetype. Goku, he's yeah. big in a different Go- way. Goku is big in a different way. You're right. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, Walter White wasn't that big in any way, and yeah, he was a pretty why, shitty dad. That's why he was a bad dad. Hank, pretty big. Hank, pretty—he was a good dad. They, and, like, oh, Hank is a, a good example of how Did he have doesn't kid? have kids. No, he doesn't have any kids, but, okay. like, you don't have to have kids to be a dad, you know? That's anyway. true. Being a dad is a state of mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just, I just wanted to talk about this sitcom because there's so many people in in these YouTube comments being like, this is the best show ever. I'm so happy it's on YouTube. I can't believe it's not on any streaming service. I used to watch this on TV all the time. It's an awesome show. Seeing this series again and my life is complete. A big thank you. So, hey, there is the entirety of the show. It ran for, uh, it looks like three seasons four seasons it ran for four seasons and all four seasons of the show are on youtube in a single playlist so i'm just like man this is like maybe this is gonna be what i start watching while i'm unpacking my boxes (laughs) i don't know i'm i'm fucking brain broken enough for that to seem like a good idea i skipped to a random spot in the pilot episode and just found this gem of a line where the dad comes into his son's room and his son is typing away like really fast really focused on a computer and he just goes you're a kid your room shouldn't be this clean the bubble boy had a messier room (laughs) very very good reference for sounds like a fucking great sitcom to me so I guess this is my new bit on the show where I recommend a sitcom to the listeners <laughs> when we don't have that many YouTube comments to read. <laughs> I like that. But you have to watch all of them or else it doesn't it doesn't hit. Yeah, yeah. So I'd better watch all four seasons of Standing or sorry, of Still Standing, Still Standing. until um before uh the next episode that has very few YouTube comments, yeah. which may very well be the next episode so. i think i think you've got some time okay the next 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 one's uh next one's a hit you know? okay okay you're right so. you're right it is anyway okay. uh well. we'll include the link to this youtube playlist in the, in the show notes i guess <laughs> because why not yeah just in I, case I, I just love i love that it's a sitcom owned by cbs and like it's just so like non-notable that they can't even be bothered to send like a takedown notice for the per to the person who uploaded it yeah yeah they don't give a fuck yeah they probably don't even remember that they have had this show yeah no one remembers it this feels like something that came out of like the fucking uh 
what's the uh, the Mandela effect? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they 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 uh, retro retroactively um, they retconned it. <laughs> God retconned the planet Earth timeline <laughs> in order to be like, oh, and by the way, there was a sitcom that ran on CBS for four years called yeah. Still Standing. It Which was just okay. And Ashley Tisdale. Yeah. <laughs> what more do you need? Not much. All right, yeah. uh, <laughs> Teddy. Do you have any final thoughts you want to share about uh, this song, "The Standing Still," about Disney princesses, about uh, um, other other classic TV dads? I think that where we're aiming too low with uh, the idea of a Chumbawamba musical, and yeah. instead, I think that we need a Chumbawamba sitcom. Pitch me the Chumbawamba sitcom. Let's it's go. It's a remake of Still Standing called Standing yeah. Still, and it's the exact same plot except it stars all the members of Chumbawamba. Is it the members themselves or actors playing the, the members? Uh, half and half. Depending okay, on who good, we can good, get. good, good, good. <laughs> I think Danbert would be into it. He'll yeah. Doing. yeah, he's he's a theater a theater yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, besides that, it's a, it's a good song. It, it, as I said, it's impressive. Uh, how Chumbawamba can constantly be be playing with the formula and uh, writing these weird bangers. Yeah, I How love it. That? Same here. It's just like, I don't know, like doing this podcast and like doing this album specifically is really making me appreciate how diverse their songwriting capabilities are um, because this is not like pretty much anything else we've heard in the discography so far. And even, I would even go as far as to say not particularly a lot like the folk stuff either, because like, while the folk stuff has some songs with like woodwinds and strings and stuff on them, they're never quite this like cinematic, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I don't know. I really like this <laughs> song. I've heard it like a bunch of times before, but like this is the most I've ever listened to it and paid attention to it. So <laughs> same. It's a song that kind of, if you're not looking for it, it would just kind of be a background song because it does kind of feel like a musical or something. Which, yeah, yeah. 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 At least yeah. personally, when I'm listening to the songs and musicals, I'm not paying attention because unless it's cats, don't fucking talk to me about musicals. I understand. Yeah. But... <laughs> All right, Teddy, if you had to rate this song, what would you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it, a uh, Chief Keef laughing to the bank out of I'll Be There For You theme from Friends because those are my, the two YouTube videos that YouTube is trying to recommend me right now. Very good. I, How about you? I, so every episode of Still Standing begins with the word still. I saw that. I was looking I didn't that. notice that until just now except for the pilot. Yep. The pilot is called Pilot but everything else begins with the word still. Still reading, still in school, still rocking. So I'm going to go ahead and give this song a still rocking out of a still volunteering. Oh, I like that. Mix it up. <laughs> oh, Evey. All right. And for our left dozen segment, you have something very, not fun, but this... <laughs> I woke up and like I think this was yesterday when I saw this, yeah. and like I like two days ago, yeah. I like retweeted it like absentmindedly, and then I read the the article that you had linked about it, and I was like, oh fuck, this is actually really yeah. fucked up. On top of also kind of being a funny bit, <laughs> yeah. So this is a bit of a weird left quote unquote leftism segment, but I promise I will have like hey. a like a leftist point yeah. to make at the end of it. Bring us um, bring us back to it. Yeah. So. 
the Foo Fighters used to be AIDS deniers. <laughs> and for all I know, they might still be. I don't fucking know. But at one point in time, the band the Foo Fighters were active vocal like proponents of AIDS denialism. Mm -hmm. And and AIDS denialism specifically, the name sounds like it, it, it implies like AIDS doesn't exist. And that's not really, that's not actually what it is, which is something I didn't know until I read this article. AIDS denialism is the denial of the link between HIV and AIDS, saying that they are two completely different conditions that don't have anything to do with each other and that... Um, it's it's a medical hoax saying that if you have HIV that you're not going to automatically get AIDS because of it. Um, and so groups that like groups that like uh, promote AIDS denialism are usually in it for the same reason why any other group promotes hoaxes, you know, to uh, shill some kind of like fake medical cure or, you know, like wellness product, whatever. Um, and there was one group called... Uh, Alive and Well AIDS Alternatives, which promoted that hoax very heavily in the 90s and the 2000s. And the Foo Fighters, at one point in time, organized a charity concert in Hollywood to raise money for this organization. And, you know, like, it would be one thing if it was just, like, a one-off thing that they did, and then later they were like, oh, man, that was a bad bad idea. Yeah, like, I didn't you, you sign like, up to agree to something yeah. that's like, this is the concert for life, right? So yeah. Something. You're like, that's yeah. cool. And then you're like, oh, shit, that was a pro-life thing. Like, we yeah. fucked up. Like, <laughs> But that's not what happened. Nope. The, <laughs> the bassist of the Foo Fighters got really into the literature of AIDS denialism from the Alive and Well AIDS Alternatives group. And, like, pushed the whole band into, like, not only organizing this one concert, but actively promoting the, the organization on the band's website for several years. I, I tried to go back in the Wayback Machine for the Foo Fighters website, but I couldn't find a snapshot of when they had this banner on their website, so I'm not... I, I'm going to do some more looking later, because I feel like if I look far enough back, I might be able to find it. But the idea didn't come to me until, like, two minutes before we were getting ready to record. Um, anyway, the the founder of this organization had HIV and refused to get tested for AIDS and then had a kid to whom she transmitted AIDS and the child died when she was three years old. And then the founder of the organization a few years after that died as well. And that's the kind of thing that can, that can happen with AIDS denialism because it doesn't encourage people with HIV to get screened for AIDS and it also doesn't encourage them to uh you know practice safe sex or um you know uh safe like needle usage you know the things that transmit HIV from person to person um so it's like any other medical hoax like it's very dangerous and can lead to uh more and more people getting sick than would have otherwise. And the reason I bring this up and want to talk about this, one, because Teddy said it's kind of just one of those things that you see and you're like, wait, what? That seems fucking wild and it's yeah. kind of funny in its own way. But it, it feels like like a bunch of words that were like randomly pulled yeah. out of like like a generator. Like, okay, yeah. on today's Twitter drama, we have uh, the Foo Fighters are <laughs> AIDS deniers. Right, like, right, shit, right. Like... <laughs> So... I don't really care about, like, ca 
canceling the Foo Fighters or anything. And it's like, it's not like we have the power to do that anyway if we did want to. But I want to bring this up because it's fucking weird and, and just blows my mind how this super problematic thing that the band did is pretty much entirely absent from any writing or coverage of the band. Um including that one documentary where Dave Grohl talks about, like, how much he loves guitars and Jimmy Page and stadium (laughs) acoustics or whatever. And, like, Dave Grohl specifically, I feel like, has this, like, great profile, like, this great brand of being, like, just, like, a fun, happy-go-lucky rock and roll guy. And it's so, like, disturbing to me, I guess, that something like this can be effectively erased from public memory because so much of the coverage of the Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl and music industry in general just brushes things like this under the rug in favor of creating, like, brands and having access to the people behind those brands. I mean, part of it is also that, like, mainstream straight culture doesn't care about the AIDS crisis. That is also true, yeah. Yeah. Which is wild, because obviously it was such a huge devastating thing in very recent history that is still ongoing but that could be the subject of an entirely different uh, episode of the podcast i think like just the point i want to make is that you should be very cynical about mainstream media coverage uh especially when it's the type of coverage that is like picking a person who's famous, like picking a famous person and like trying to show you how cool and fun, fun loving and happy go lucky they are and how accessible they are and how they're just like us. Because the vast majority of the time, with the exception of, of articles like this one from the monthly that covers this entire history of this thing, very in depth. And we'll link in the show notes. Um, unless it's something like that, which I wouldn't call a mainstream publication, you're being sold the idea of these entertainers so that you will continue to go to their concerts, so that you will continue to buy their records, so that you will continue to support them with money, which is what the ruling class wants you to do. So the people in charge of these industries are only ever going to let you know what they want you to know. And so just approach things like this with a healthy degree of cynicism and stop idolizing mediocre people like Dave Grohl. The fucker played drums for a good band for like four years and has been riding the goodwill on that for the past 30. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck Dave Grohl. I hate that motherfucker. And I hate the Foo Fighters. They're bad. Um, They're a bad band. (laughs) I do just want to give a shout out to uh, BartleBooth45 on Twitter, who is the one that um, made the initial post that at least brought this to my attention, which was, uh, what if we kiss at the Foo Fighters Ace Denial (laughs) concert? (laughs) (laughs) Haha, just kidding. Unless with the the fingers pointing emoji, which is an incredibly funny bit. But once again, was a very funny way to bring something that I was not aware of into my existence. It is a lot more of a downer than... I didn't know that this was a thing either. the, The meme formatted initially laid its uh yeah <laughs> laid itself to be yeah huh. i love so, waking up in a world where i can find out insane new information about someone <laughs> via, via a meme <laughs> yeah via like a meme format that peaked like yeah a year and a half ago yeah wonderful 
I love having brain damage from the internet. Yeah, same. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, that uh, that's all I got, and I guess that's all we got, huh? Yeah. Thank you, as always, for listening to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. I just beat my hands together like you did in the intro. Uh, politicians at the podium uh, (laughs) listen to our podcast the music you heard you did (laughs) yeah 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 i mean unless you're skipping to the end for some reason (laughs) um the music you heard in this episode was the standing still from chumbawamba's album and we do not have the rights to it and i'm hoping we don't get one of those emails from spotify being like hmm it looks like your podcast uses branded content in it maybe you should take that down yeah. Here's hoping yeah, they haven't gotten crossed. to we us yet. We haven't gotten them yet. Rest, rest yeah. in peace to like the six episodes of fucking Rockhard Caucus that got taken down. Yeah, All I feel right. like if we were, if it was gonna happen, it would have been for Tub Thumper. That's right. Fair. That, that's probably the the biggest one. The one. But that you the never know. But you yeah. never know. There's also if you look up Tub Thumper on Spotify, there's like 200 different uploads of it. Yeah, yeah, there are covers and versions that were on like fucking like 90s dances volume four so yeah. we're we probably uh hide in there pretty well <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh the music that oh, you already read that yeah <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can you can do it again if you want though yeah the music that you heard on this episode <laughs> was the standing still from the album with seagull Wood. um you can find us on Twitter at Chimbology Rocks. You can send us an email at ChimbologyPod at gmail.com. You can visit our website, which is Chimbology.rocks. And you can visit our Patreon, which I promise we will update very soon at Patreon.com slash Chimbology. Once again, if you've been giving us money on there, we really appreciate it. We're sorry we didn't give you any content. We'll figure out something soon. But life has been chaos. And, uh, yeah, this podcast is cool. And I'm glad that people listen to it. Yeah. It, at the end of the day, is not a major... Uh, cornerstone of either of our lives, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Unless, unless you go on that Patreon and start giving us a few thousand dollars a month, then that'll change. Then I wish will. I could smoke weed and <laughs> podcast yeah. for a living, but I I can't. So, yeah. not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so, maybe one day. Maybe go give us money, but don't expect a whole lot in return just yet. Unless yeah. you give us a whole lot of money, and then you get to be our boss. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then you skip straight from intern to yeah. boss. Think wow, of the power that. you would have over us if you were giving us $2,000 a month on Patreon. We would be yeah. at your whim. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. If you want me to come to your house and like do a little dance, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, thanks again for listening, and... I'm going to go watch uh, Still Standing while unpacking. (laughs) 